Welcome to the Banyan Edge Podcast. Here's your host, Charles Sizemore. Welcome. We got a special treat for you today. As you know, the markets have been sort of tumultuous over the last uh, couple months here, but there are opportunities to be made. And to help me unpack all of that, I brought on Mr. Adam O'Dell. Adam, welcome. Thanks, Charles. Glad to be here with you. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while since you've been on the show. And uh, I got to say, we actually go back. Welcome. Thanks, Charles. Glad to be here with you. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while since you've been on the show. And uh, I got to say, we actually go back quite a ways here. You and I started working together about 10 years ago. It's hard to believe that it's actually been that long. But I know I've watched your style of investing, your style of trading evolve over the years. But I know kind of a mainstay, one of the primary pillars of your investing strategy, something that's that's made appearance after appearance after appearance, (laughs) is, is is a focus on momentum. And I think that's really interesting because we're right now over the last, you know, this year, and, and I would say really in particular over the last couple of months here, we've sort of been in a trendless market where kind of identifying momentum is can be somewhat difficult. But, you know, there are always, you know, there's that old adage, there's always a bull market somewhere, right? There's always momentum somewhere. So why don't you walk us through, like, what, what are you up to? I know it's called infinite momentum. I, I do know that much, but what talk, walk, walk me through this. Yeah, so this new strategy is called uh, Infinite Momentum because that's really what I sought out to create. And this is a strategy that's been years in the making. And I finally now gotten to the point where we have the technology to really push it through to the level of you know where I'm satisfied with it. And um, the idea is that you know momentum as a factor is one of the shorter term predictive factors. So whereas value and quality and some of the other factors can predict um, returns cross-sectionally, like, you know, show the winners and the losers over multi-year holding periods, like two or three or four years, momentum has kind of a shorter term lifespan. So anywhere from three months to nine months is usually the most you can get out of a single stock in terms of high momentum predictive returns. Um, So rather than trying to do that and build a portfolio of stocks over two or three years, uh, I developed a system that on a once a month uh, schedule rebalances into one of, you know, any number of 10 stocks. And what we're trying to do is find the stocks that have the most momentum now and will for the next following 30 days. And then if uh, one or two or four of those stocks start to lose momentum, if they start to kind of you know lag behind and, and don't you know appreciate at the same rate, then we can replace those stocks that are kind of getting tired out with new stocks that have uh, higher momentum. So we're constantly trying to keep that momentum high. And you've compared this to a relay race. I actually like that analogy. In a, re- in a relay relay race, you have you know that first runner. He passes that baton to the next guy, who then you know does his leg of the race. You know passes it again. That's that's the essence of a relay race. That's really what you're doing here, and that's a good analogy because a lot of times people think of momentum as extremely short term. You know, you're day trading, you're doing, you know, little blips, but that's really not what this is. Like, like these trades have room to run. It's just that mm-hmm. that window is, you know, like you said, like roughly a month, it may be a little more if the, if the stock is continuing to show momentum, there's no reason to pull it out. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's what you're going for. That's that, that ideal time frame for a strategy like this. That's exactly right. You said it well. I actually ran track in uh, junior high, uh, or in middle school, I guess we called it. But um, what I found quickly was, was that I was a, a better sprinter than a long distance runner. I, I couldn't really go much more than uh, the 800, 
800 meters. So uh, I found a home on a relay team where I could run, you know, my best for, for 800 meters and then pass the baton. And wh what's interesting is that when you actually, this is kind of getting the nitty gritty, but when you're passing the baton, the, the new road, the one that is going to be taking the baton is actually running faster and running ahead of the old guy that's going to be handing off the baton who's getting kind of tired. And um, as long as you can do yeah, that. He's not just standing there. <laughs> no, he's not just standing there ready to go. He is already moving in the direction of the finish line. And that's the idea is that these stocks, um, first of all, there is no such thing as a class of momentum stocks. You know, the, the stocks that get the most new you know, press coverage in the news, those aren't momentum stocks. It's whatever stock is moving higher right now and moving higher at a faster rate than the market. That is a momentum stock for now. And it's very possible for a momentum stock, uh, for a particular stock to be a momentum stock for one or two or three months and then completely lose uh, its steam and go sideways or even fall into a pullback for several months. So the idea is that we don't want to you know, wet ourselves to any one stock for more than a month or potentially two or three at a time. Well, that actually brings another thing. By the time most people, when they think of momentum stocks, they think of whatever is hot in the news that day. And that's not necessarily true because by the time a stock gets into the news, by the time it's you know, making headlines, sometimes its best momentum is actually behind it. It's already starting to sort of peter out. And you're not doing that. You know, you're, you're, you're hitting your databases here and you're actually looking for stocks that are not necessarily in the news, but they are exhibiting momentum. They, they, they meet that technical criteria. So I think that is an important distinction to make there. Um, that's great. And that's one of the things that actually drives momentum is this cascade of new investors learning new information slowly. So the whole idea, you know, the adage on Wall Street of buy the rumor and sell the news is based on this idea that, you know, investors one at a time, day after day, start learning about rumors or, you know, positive news that may be happening with the company. And usually that momentum uh, is is best before the actual news comes out or before the earnings release or before an FDA approval for a drug company. So really, you have to use quantitative tools. You have to use you know, sophisticated technology to pick up on that momentum in the price action, because if you simply wait for it to show on Bloomberg or Yahoo Finance, you're going to be late. Uh, you, you've already missed it at that point. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a very, very good point. Now, Adam, your background has always interested me. You did not come from a traditional finance background. I think that's one of the reasons you're an independent thinker. You didn't have to unlearn everything you learned in an investment banking training program. You didn't have to unlearn everything you, know, you learned in MBA school to, to learn how to actually trade in the real world because you actually studied medicine. You were on track to become a doctor, which... Um, it's funny. I, I can imagine you as a doctor. I can actually imagine you wearing. I can imagine you in the the, the white lab coat with the you know the stethoscope. I, you have a, a doctor's demeanor about you. I, I totally see that. But uh, because that was your background, correct me if I'm wrong here. I'm 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 spitballing this, but I feel like that led you to sort of uh, trained your brain to think in an evidence based manner. That's how doctors think. You know, they don't come into something with an etiology. They don't come into something with a preconceived notion. They let the data, they let the tests sort of point them in the right direction. And I, I feel like that's that's how you invest. That's how you, you've always invest. You've been very data-based. You've been very evidence-based. That's what led you to momentum, I assume? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I did eventually go on to get my MBA, but before that, I did an undergrad in biology and chemistry with the idea of going to medical school and, and then did that for a year. But what I really took from that and has been impactful and foundational is the scientific method. This idea that, you know, you can have a theory about how something works or doesn't work, but then you have to test that theory and see if it actually bears out in the data. And that, um, you know, you kind of called me, I've been a momentum guy for all the 10 years that you've known me. Uh, but I'd say even more so than that, this evidence-based, this quantitative data-driven approach uh, and systematic trading strategies has been absolutely foundational for me. You know, everybody has hunches about what makes stocks move, but I have to actually see it in the data and really do a rigorous test with, uh, you know, complex te technologies to figure out if this is actually real. Because, you know, a lot of times you can do a back test and it looks good in history, but you don't know how it's going to perform in the future. And so you have to really understand the quantitative tools to, to make sure you know that. And the other thing about momentum is that it's only one piece of the puzzle with this strategy. Um, you know, as you know, I've evolved over the 10 years that you've known me. And I used to think that momentum is the only thing you need. And in fact, there are a whole class of hedge funds, commodity trading advisors and long short equity funds that only use the price action of stocks to make decisions. They don't care about what's on the balance sheet of the companies. They don't care about the valuation of the stock. All they want to know is how is the stock price moving? They're just and, straight up trend followers. Exactly. Trend followers and, and pure momentum. And they can make money that way. But I've actually evolved and I realized, you know, of course, that underlying every stock and stock price is a real business with real people, with real operating metrics. You know, some companies are making positive cash flows and some aren't. Some of them have tons of debt and can barely afford it. Other ones have no debt. So this um, new strategy that we're launching, it's called infinite momentum because we're trying to create this infinite stream of momentum in different sets of 10 stocks every month. But it actually uses a ranking system that is a subset of the green zone power rating system that a lot of our subscribers are already comfortable with. Uh, and the three factors it leans most heavily on are momentum, of course, uh, quality and value. So quality is looking at things like, does the company actually produce cash flow positive? Uh, does the company have profit margins that are growing? Do they have a debt load that is shrinking? So things that you would look at if you were a typical fundamental analyst or CFA like yourself, you know, is this a quality company underlying the business? And then lastly, valuation, you know, the price you pay for a stock, it matters. Uh, know that if you buy a stock for 50 times earnings, you're going to do uh, less well on average than if you buy a stock at five times earnings. So really by combining you know, quality businesses that are trading at an attractive undervalued price and that have positive price momentum, that's really how we're able to create this kind of infinite uh, stream of momentum. Well, th those other two strategies, or th those other two factors, I should say, they do influence the potential duration of the momentum. So a stock can be having momentum because it was a little short-term short squeeze or because who knows, one big investor was getting into the stock, or maybe it was a merger. There could be any number of reasons why a low quality stock may have short term momentum that ends up fizzling out. Mm -hmm. But if a stock has good quality factors, its sales are growing, its profits are growing, its margins are fat, that suggests the underlying business is healthy, the underlying business is doing well, and perhaps that momentum that's pushing the stock higher has further run. Also, of course, valuation plays into that as well. Mm -hmm. a, uh, you know, all else equal, a cheaper stock would potentially have further run before it became overvalued, before it became stretched, before investors mm -hmm. started to pull back from it. So I, I I like the way those those work together. Now I've, I've used your green zone rating system for ages. I think the green zone rating system was 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 pure genius. 
And I do like how you've managed to distill the elements of that into something. Yeah, the green zone kind of why have to, what's the difference? Your green zone system has a longer term time horizon. You're looking for, you know, oftentimes 18 months or longer in a stock. Whereas in this infinite momentum, you're distilling that into a, a shorter term model where you're looking at, you know, potentially swapping out month to month. Absolutely. And I should probably, you know, clarify or explain a little bit how the methodology works. So in green zone portions, which is our flagship kind of introductory newsletter, uh, we're basically adding one bullish position to the portfolio every month. And um, so that's kind of a slow cadence. And over time, we built a portfolio of about 16 stocks that are all very highly rated on those six factors. And, and we think that they will outperform the market not over 12 months, but over 36 or 48 months. Um, but this is actually a little bit more of a trading system. I mean, it's not day trading. Sure. Uh, you don't have to watch your inbox. I'm not going to be sending trade alerts at any given time or day of the week. It's on a set four-week schedule. So the way it works is my ranking system from day one will figure out which 10 stocks have the most momentum, the best quality, and the best value. And we will buy that basket of 10 stocks. And then four weeks later, I'll rerun the ranking system, the algorithm, and determine, do those 10 stocks that we've held for the previous month, do they still earn their spot? To go back to the relay race analogy, do they still have you know, energy in the tank? And on average, usually six or seven of them, they will. And we'll continue to hold those six or seven stocks for another month. But again, on average, you know, anywhere from one to two or three of the stocks, we'll, we'll start to see in the rankings that they lose steam, either the momentum or the quality or their valuation. And we'll see that there are one or two or three or four other stocks that could be take that baton and run faster. Um, so generally, about once a month, we're going to be making three trades, you know, exiting three positions that we've held, adding three new positions. But um, the portfolio always holds 10 stocks long. Um, and we just rebalance once a month on a set schedule. So even though it could be called a trading strategy and it's more active and, and seeking higher returns than what we do in Green Zone Fortunes, um, the fact that it rebalances once a month and there's usually just three or four trades to make, um, I think this is really achievable and doable by anybody. So it's not a, a high speed frequency type of trading. Yeah, you don't have to be waiting by your phone, waiting for that next message from Adam to, to jump on it immediately. Exactly. This is something that's very, very manageable. Uh, one of the points I, I would I would make, you've kind of historically been an options guy. A lot of your trading has has tended to focus on options, but this strategy doesn't. This is just straight up stocks. Straight up stocks. Yeah. I mean, there is a, a time and a place for options. And I run two different strategies through my max profit alert service. And we, uh, you know, are still doing well at that. But I wanted something that was a little bit more high octane or supercharged, so to speak, but at the same time on the regular shares of stock. Um, and it took me a number of years to find the exact methodology that would allow that. But this 10 stock monthly rotation model um, using this type of ranking system is is what it is. And, you know, we've actually tested this over a 24-year period, and it showed the ability to beat the market 300 to 1. Um, and with nice. annual returns that were like 2% shy of uh, Renaissance Technologies, which was like the top performing which, which hedge fund. Renaissance Technology, by the way, is the GOAT. They are the, the greatest hedge fund of all time. Nobody touches Renaissance, Renaissance Technologies except you just did. Well, I didn't, I didn't get quite there, but I think that, you know, if I can offer similar returns, maybe minus a, a couple of percent, but not charge the fees. I mean, they charge, so the typical hedge fund, you know this, but the, the hedge fund industry charges two and 20. They 2% right off the top of your assets. And then they take 20% of whatever the profits over a high, high watermark are. Uh, Rentech basically takes double that. They take 